This episode of Lux Lifestyle Podcast was presented to you by Jeannie Demers of Realize What Matters Mentoring, using EFT tapping to help people unblock their brilliance. If you need help in uncovering and clearing the inner blocks in the way of receiving well in exchange for your good work in the world, you can reach Jeannie at info at JeannieDemers.com. James. Born January 25th, 1938, passed away January 20th, 2012. This amazing blues and jazz vocalist was born in Los Angeles, California, specifically in the area of Watts. And she was, by all accounts, one of the most fiery personalities you've ever seen on stage. And as a singer, she had an amazing style that was so straight ahead and so bluesy, but she also could swing like a great jazz singer. Etta James, for me, as a jazz vocalist, was someone who had this voice that I wondered, how could anybody have a voice like that? How could that voice come out of a body, a physical body? Her voice is so powerful and so thick and so full, but she has a lot of flexibility. And so as a storyteller, you sit there and listen to the sound come out of this woman and you hear this voice that has such power and then you hear this person tell this story behind the song. And this is someone who's obviously lived a very intense life just by listening to her as a vocalist. That's all the things that I picked up on Etta James. In terms of who I was listening to as a jazz singer, she did not fall into the main category. I gravitated towards Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughn. Etta was sent to a series of foster homes, and she settled into the foster home of a man called Sarge and his wife, Mama Lou. Very intense upbringing, but Etta was a singer from the very beginning. She was a singer as a young girl, and Mama Lou and Sarge talked about hearing this voice come out of this little girl. In a story that you hear very commonly among a lot of vocalists, Etta had her early vocal training in a church. The one that she sang at was in South Central LA, and it was the Echoes of Eden Choir at the St. Paul Baptist Church. That was her music school. In that type of a setting, as a singer, you have to learn volume, you definitely feel the power and the energy behind the delivery of the music, and you also develop your ear for harmonizing. The late Whitney Houston also came up in a church choir, 
we can draw a line between the sound of Whitney's voice and Etta's, that nice, solid, thick sound full of energy and full of emotion, full of spirituality. Etta's vocal training in the Echoes of Eden Choir came from the choir director. And this story is, as a lot of things in Etta's life, a bit difficult, but the story is that he trained her to get that powerful volume by punching her in her chest to get her to sing from her gut. As a singer, that is something you're told over and over again, to sing from your gut. And I remember coming up thinking, well, okay, my lungs are in the middle of my chest. My diaphragm is below that. My gut is, is that my belly? How do I sing from that? What the teacher is trying to do, or the coach, or in this case, the choir director, when they're telling you to sing from your gut, is to take your mind away from your little vocal cords that are in your throat, to take your mind deeper into your body so you have a deeper sound. I do not recommend punching anybody in the chest or in the gut at all, but that is the theory behind getting someone to sing from their gut. And in Etta's case, she had that big voice probably anyway. So getting that focus into that deep part of her sound was the right idea, but not the right method. The story of how Etta was discovered outside of the church is that she was hearing Johnny Otis, who was known as the godfather of rhythm and blues, or R&B. Now, Johnny Otis is a huge figure in the rhythm and blues history. He was a singer, a musician, a composer, a talent scout, a disc jockey, a record producer, and a minister. The list goes on and on. Johnny saw Etta and her group, the Creolettes, at an L.A. nightclub. And he obviously heard that voice, heard that blend, and he signed them on. He became their talent agent. So he changed their name from the Creolettes to the Peaches. Under the direction of Johnny Otis, Etta and the Peaches had a song that would really open the door for them into being signed by a record label. And in 1955, Etta and the Peaches were signed to a label, a record label called Modern. And in that label was where there was a song that's had several incarnations that Etta recorded. The song was first sung by a male, and it was called Work With Me, Annie. Then it was changed when it was sung by a female, by Etta, changed to Roll With Me, Henry. But that had a very sexual connotation, which they did not want to put out into the public. No one was going to buy it. So the song was eventually changed to Dance With Me, Henry. Let's take a listen to Etta doing Roll With Me, Henry. Hey, baby, what do I have to do? Bells ring. I heard a 
this time in 1960 that the famous album At Last was recorded under the Chess label. I've sung that song many, many times, and we all love just that first opening two words where that slide happens. At last, my love has come along. You know that, even if you don't know the whole tune, everybody knows that opening line. It gives me goosebumps every time I sing it. And that is the song that later on Beyonce would go on to record as part of the movie Cadillac Dreams. But as we know, Etta didn't take favorably to Beyonce covering her tune as she thought of it. This is something that would happen to Etta throughout her life. She would record a song and she would co-write a song and it would do okay. But then another artist would come along like Janis Joplin or Beyonce, record her song and it would top higher up on the charts. That's a tough thing for anybody to accept. But the thing that she did like was when she saw the profits come in from these second and third releases of her tune. To me, right about 1960, you really start to hear how Etta has this ability to sing all different styles. She can do doo-wop. She can do the blues. She can do rhythm and blues. She can do jazz standards. She even did rock and roll at some point. Her versatility not only is amazing, the fact that somebody can sing all these different styles and sound fantastic, but her versatility really speaks to her life experience to me. I listen to Etta James, and as I go through the decades, if we start in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, and then later on in the 90s, I just hear her, her life coming out in her voice. You can hear the freshness of, the, of her youth. You can hear the midlife kind of crisis, the realization that she's really a a blues singer and she's lived this intense life up to this point. And then you travel into this awareness of her instrument where she starts to record jazz and she's got this confidence. And then later on, you hear kind of the, not only the physical crumbling that she was having with her body, but also her emotion and her psychological, her emotional and psychological health. So what's beautiful about the gift of Etta James is not only these songs, but is also the gift of hearing someone's life sung. Even if the lyrics didn't directly apply to her, you can hear it in the quality of her voice over the decades. Etta speaks clearly about who her vocal influences were. She talks about, obviously, Johnny Otis, but she does talk a lot about Billie Holiday, who she did meet. Billie Holiday was the greatest blues jazz vocalist Completely different style 
than Ella Fitzgerald, who we heard last episode. Etta did meet Billie Holiday in person. They were both doing the same show, and Etta was sitting in a green room, and she tells the story of how Billie Holiday walked in, and this would have been pretty late in Billie Holiday's life when she was not doing well at all. And Etta talks about how Billie came in, she needed help walking in, and she sat down, and Etta said, I looked at her hands, and I saw her swollen, swollen hands and her swollen feet. And Etta says how Billy looked at her and said to Etta, don't ever let this happen to you. And what Billy was referring to was the struggle with drug use, which Etta did have throughout her life. And Billy obviously uh, struggled with until the end and passed away in a very dramatic story. That's another podcast. But Etta has that as a flash point in her life where she sees this singer who she idolizes and she sees physically the toll that this life of a singer and a performer in that time has taken on her. We can flip it around to someone who admired Etta. A lot of people did, but Janis Joplin did. And Janis Joplin, who's going to be another one of our subjects in an upcoming podcast, really admired Etta's recording of Tell Mama. Now, all of these songs that I'm talking about that are not here in the podcast are on the playlist that I've created for you. And you can find it on Spotify, Amazon Music, but you can find the links on the show notes. The 1970s brought on the influence of a man called Jerry Wexler. And he was the guy who really coined the term R&B, rhythm and blues. He was a record producer, and he was known for saying, more bass, please meaning he loved the low end when when he was recording things in the studio. Jerry Wexler was the producer of not only Etta James, but such people as Ray Charles, the great Chris Connor, a female vocalist who I would love to cover, Aretha Franklin, Led Zeppelin, Dusty Springfield, and the great Bob Dylan. Now, the first album that Etta did with Jerry didn't go anywhere, and it was just a tough situation. She was in a rough part of her life. And Jerry struggled, but he got something out of her, but actually she was never able to promote it and get out there and push the album. So his first experience with Etta was not very good. Jerry's second album with Etta, jumping ahead to 1992, the album called The Right Time was The Right Time. Let's listen to a track from that called Love and Happiness, which was a song co-written by the great Al Green. Wait a minute now Something's going wrong Someone's on the phone Three o'clock in the morning Talking about How he can make it right Yeah Oh baby, well Happiness is when You really feel good About somebody
1993, Etta records her Billie Holiday tribute album called Mystery Lady, Songs of Billie Holiday. This is where someone like me, having listened to and sung along with Billie Holiday her whole life, sat down with incredible interest to see how Etta would handle these gems of songs. And I can honestly say it is so refreshing to hear Etta's take on Billy's tunes. She brings a strength to it that I couldn't even have imagined in a million years that anyone could bring to these Billie Holiday renditions of these songs. Now, this album, Mystery Lady, was the album that won Etta her first Grammy for Best Jazz Vocal Performance by a Female. Etta, the gospel singer, the doo-wop singer, the blues singer, the R&B singer, is a jazz singer, too. 
Her swing is so like maple syrup, molasses. It's so slow, which is just like Billy's. First, let's listen to Billie Holiday singing the song, The Man I Love. This is a song I have sung a gazillion times. This is a song that Ella has sung. This is a song that every female vocalist has probably sung in the jazz repertoire. Let's listen to Billie Holiday's version. Give a listen to Edda's version of The Man I Love. Someday he'll come along The man I love 
And he'll be big and strong The man I love And when he comes my way I'll do my best to make him stay He'll look at me and smile I'll understand And in a little while He'll take my hand And though it seems absurd I know we both won't say a word Maybe I shall meet him Sunday Maybe Monday Maybe not Still I'm sure To meet him one day Maybe Tuesday Will be my Good news day He'll build a little home Just meant for two For which I never wrong Who would, would you And so all else above I'm waiting for the man I love her voice tells her life story 
My takeaway through this whole thing is how you can hear different qualities of a person's or an artist's physical life and how it comes out in their voice, the quality of their voice, and how they interpret the particular song. I'd like to end with not the song At Last. You can listen to that on the playlist that I've made up for you. But I'd like to end with my favorite Etta James tune. The great version gives me goosebumps as I even talk about it. Stormy Weather. Yeah. Uh-huh.